It was found in my heart. A comment revisited. We have been saying Pharisees throughout these verses when it actually says Jews. So we just want to make that correction and get it right. Now, those Jews could have been Pharisees, but what we're reading doesn't say Pharisees. So we just want to correct that. But welcome. Welcome to It Was Found in My Heart. I'm Gary. And I'm Veronica. And we're here hoping and praying that you will increase in the knowledge of God as we share what was found in our hearts. Um, So we are praying and thanking God for the opportunity to be able to share what he's placed in our hearts. And uh, more importantly, we want you to walk away from every episode knowing that you are known you are loved and you're valued by God. So we're in John 5. We're going to start at 17. It says that Jesus went to find this guy and found him in the temple. Like God, he knew where he was at. So he's in the temple rejoicing and thanking God for his now new life, right? And Jesus says, don't sin, sin no more or something worse is going to come upon you, right? Mm-hmm. So now he departs, it says, out of the temple. And he goes and finds the Jews that were asking him who did this. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know what? And I can see because basically when we talk about the crowds getting around him and, and they were saying, man, what happened? Who did this? Because they didn't see any angels stirring the water. So they naturally want to know who did this to you because they probably want to say. I don't think they wanted to say thank you. <laughs> no, they didn't want to say thank you. So, but we see what they wanted to say. <laughs> They were thinking, who did this to you, man? The angels didn't come. Who did this to you? So Jesus finds them in the temple, tells them, don't send them more. Something worse is going to come on you if you do. The guy leaves the temple and finds the Jews that asked him about what was his name. And he tells them his name was Jesus. And so they sought Jesus out. They was angry, you know, and they, I mean, the, the scripture is like kind of graphic. I just know? went south. I mean, it went far south. I mean, they wanted to kill him. He said, the Jews sought him, persecuted him, and sought to slay him because he had done these things. What things? Telling the man to carry his bed and healing him on the Sabbath. On the Sabbath thing, right? So now we're in 17, verse 17. And Jesus answered them. So now they sought him. Now he's confronting those Jews that came to slay him. And Jesus answered and said, my father is still working, so I am working too. My version says, my father has been working until now, and I have been working. Even on the Sabbath, To to in, in our realm, God is working on the Sabbath, as well as his son is working on the Sabbath. The one who set the Sabbath in place. Is working on the Sabbath on for our behalf. That's a good explanation. I um, never thought about it from that perspective. But yeah, the Father's working. He's working too. Um, if Jesus is working, if Jesus is working, we need to be working, right? I mean, if the Father's doing it, the Son's going to do it. If the Savior's doing it, then the servants should be doing it. So we need to really understand this comment that Jesus makes. 
And it says, for this cause, therefore, Jews sought all the more to kill him. Because not only did he break the Sabbath, but this dude, <laughs> think about it, this dude talking about this man, talking about Joseph's son, talking about he also called God his own father, making himself equal with God. Mm-mm-mm. Shame, shame. How dare him? If we were to say things that Jesus has told us to say, people would say the same thing to us. Who do you think you are? You're not like Jesus. You're not perfect. Jesus was perfect. And that's not the case because Jesus says that we are in him. He is in the father. He and the father are one. And he's prayed the father to make us one in them. So we can say we are like our father. We are like Jesus, the son, and be confident in that. But for those who are not walking in the spirit, don't see it that way. They see it in the natural. You're still old man. You still have flesh and and bone. You know, you're still flesh and, and bone. You can't be saying that. Well, that's not what the Lord says. That's not what the word says. And I think it it's kind of like kind of like that. But even worse <laughs> because they want to kill him for it. Yeah, they wanted to kill him even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you desecrate the Sabbath because God said that um this is what happens if you do not honor and respect mm-hmm. the Sabbath. Then you say that I'm I'm equal to God from the perspective of my father, my father, my father. and he calls us to say my father. my father. So my goodness, what what would they say about us if he says uh, our father who are in heaven? Jesus tells us we can say that. So whose side are you going to be on? You know, we're talking about um, people that are said to be operating in the faith. You know, the Jewish people were um, law-abiding citizens, right? Not if they're talking about killing God. And so if you look at if you're looking at it, that's what's happening. They're, they're planning and they're they're angry and they're persecuting God. Can you, we talked about Nicodemus and God coming down to witness to Nicodemus. Now we're looking at man persecuting God. Mm-hmm. Which is the same thing that Jesus tells Paul. Paul, why are you persecuting me? Why are you persecuting me? Paul was persecuting God in the form of the Son, Jesus Christ. And they are persecuting God in the form of Jesus Christ. And then they even more want to snuff him out because of the fact that he says that he's equal with God. He is the Son of God. They they said, no way. I know your daddy. You know, I know your mommy. And there's, they are flesh as we are flesh. And that's what blows people's mind that God put on flesh for a reason, mm-hmm. for a valid son reason. Of man. A valid son reason. Of man and son of God. Yeah. All man, all God. all God. And still devoid of the glory he left, mm-hmm. separated from the glory. His choice to be man. And I think that what made him fully God was the Holy Spirit that he was baptized with. I think we talked about that. I could be wrong, but that's my thoughts on it is because if he's all God, then why would he need the Holy Spirit to be 
baptized with. So that allowed him the ability to succeed on earth and the Holy Spirit allows us to be the succeed on earth, but we just got to listen. Is there still a struggle? He was baptized in the Holy Spirit, but he's still struggling in the garden. So, you know, you still have those struggles just because you have the Holy Spirit doesn't mean that you're not going to struggle. But the victory was found in not my will, but let your will be done. Understanding that there is a purpose that God has in this whole thing, this whole gamut. It may hurt, but in the long run, it's for the betterment of more people. And then what happened? All right. And then verse 19, then Jesus answered and said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do. For whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. That's a lot of uh, unpacking right there. Yeah, it is. It is truly a lot of unpacking. I mean, the first thing that's, that's, that stands out to me is the fact that he says um, the son can do nothing. And it reminds me of the scripture in, in abiding. I think it's 15. He talks about abiding. Mm-hmm. Uh, without him, we can do nothing. So he's just reflecting that without the father, he can do nothing. And he pours that on us, which allows you to know that God just wants us to be connected in this oneness with him. That without him, we can do nothing. nothing. So that's the common thread here. Mm -hmm. And he says, but what I see the father do and whatsoever he does, these also do as the son likewise. For the father loveth the son and showeth himself all things that himself doeth. And he will show him greater works than these that ye may marvel. That you may marvel. Now, I used to wonder, you know, Lord, show me what to do. Or, you know, I don't know if anybody's like this, that I want to know what to do. I, I want to know what to say. And so from, from this, this verbiage by Jesus, it's like, oh, yeah, Lord, tell me what to do so I can do it. Tell me what to say so I can say it so I can go in out. But we're, we're trying to make that a law. Jesus says, I see and I do what my father does. The scripture gives us an ideal of what Jesus saw his father do by the actions that he did. Mm-hmm. We, on turn, should be doing the same thing Jesus did. He's given us an example of what to do. We don't have to question it, just do what he did, and we should be doing the same thing. I don't do anything that I haven't seen Jesus do. I'm not going to say anything that I haven't heard Jesus say. The scriptures are there for us to understand that kind of relationship that we we should have. He says, for the father loveth the son and shows himself all things that that himself doeth, and he will show him greater works than these, that ye may marvel. God will show Jesus greater works than these. And it, does that phrase remind you of anything? Oh, when he says greater works shall you do because I go to my father. Mm-hmm. When he was... Uh, Who was he talking to? He was talking to his disciples as he was ascending. Mm-hmm. And he says greater works shall you do because I go to my father. And because he's going to the father, the Holy Spirit can come. I know you mentioned that a, a few verses back about the Holy Spirit making him divinity. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe because he says, if I do not go, the Holy Spirit cannot come. Mm-hmm. And it may be 
that it was kind of representative of us being dead in the spirit, that Jesus was born a man like we were. Mm -hmm. And then when the father says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased, the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove descending upon him, Mm -hmm. and then him being filled with the spirit, that's what had to happen to us Mm -hmm. in order for us to experience Mm -hmm. that eternal life the Holy Spirit had to come because he is the spirit of truth. He is the spirit of God. And so there's that, that uh, transferring of power that uh, God gave us by the spirit based on what Jesus Christ did, that we have the ability to be more than conquerors on, in mm-hmm. Christ yeah. Jesus, you know? Right. Uh, so greater works than these. If Jesus is saying that the father showed him greater works than these, and Jesus is saying, we will do greater works than these. You can see that we are just supposed to be models of Christ mm-hmm. here on earth. Right. Amen. Um, so we're going to stop it right there, unless you have something else. No. All right. So what we want you to understand is this relationship between uh, Jesus and the Father, and also the dynamic of what you made encounter when you name the name of Jesus, when you are walking in righteousness, the Phar- I say the Pharisees and Sadducees because they had the same spirit. The Jews were saying that we're going to take you out because you did this on the Sabbath. You broke the law of Sabbath. But they went to the extent, we really want to kill you now mm-hmm. because you make yourself equal with God. So we have to understand that there's a point where you are living for Christ, that you're serving him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and that you are going to confront people that say, because you want to live in Christ, they're going to make comments. They're going to say things. They want to isolate you. They want to dis- disbar you or whatever, reject you. Reject us. You know, disbar us. Yeah. You know, so... um and I say you, and I don't mean to point or say this, this, but it's just from the perspective of we, you, me, you know, I just want you to know that I'm not singling anybody out. I'm just saying, when I say you, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to myself, you know, I'm really talking to myself. I'm talking to my wife because she, we all know that, you know, she needs help. But, you know, we have to look at this from that perspective of we will encounter people that disagrees with the faith that we have in Christ Jesus. How are we going to respond to those things? Jesus did nothing but good. How are we going to, how are we going to respond? We're going to respond like we see Jesus doing. Even in difficult situations, dealing with difficult people, how did Jesus do this? So in closing, we want to pray and lift up the name of Jesus Christ over you, your path this day, this week. And that you begin to understand the relationship that God desires to have with each one of us. That you might know with a surety that you are saved and you're born again through Christ Jesus. And that that means you have to follow him. Look and find. What did he do? What did he say? And you do likewise. And you say the same thing. In the name of Jesus, we leave you with that. God bless you. It was found in my heart. God bless you.